Okay, episode one, make a wish. I hope that this isn't a total failure. All right. Incense lit. Myself turned. That's not true. It's like 11 a.m. It's noon. (laughs) When did that happen? This is going to get everywhere. Okay. Uh, So incense lit. Coffee drank. Dwink. Okay. Uh, uh, Old desk. Squeaky. And here we are. Welcome to Things That Go Bump. My name is Zabian. If you don't know, um, I am so professional that I haven't even opened my outline for this episode. Um, I'm, we're just going with it, you know? Things that we love to do is just go with the times. I have to turn my fan down right now or I'm going to have a freak out. Hold on. Okay, fan turned down. Old desk. Yep still squeaky as fuck all right so welcome to my new video podcast okay so you may know me from my not very popular social media platform called tiktok um you may you may know me from uh the former podcast real girls um and that when we were recording real girls so many fucking times i had so many people actually in my life that were like make it a video podcast make it a video podcast you guys should make a video podcast like though you should make it a video podcast and at the time i said i don't know how to do that i i am not experienced in literally anything i've ever done that's everyone that's just having new experiences Anyways, I didn't know how to, but as Kelly Clarkson once said, here I am once again, and now I know how to film a video podcast. Those are the lyrics to the song. To Behind These Hazel Eyes, it's actually behind this video camera, and the video camera in question is my iPhone XS. Anyways, what are we doing here? <laughs> as I said, I'm Zabian, um, and I used to have a podcast with uh, my co-host Jade called Real Girls. Um, We were an audio-only podcast, and that shit was fun as fuck. But now Jade is a a bitch, and I hate her. I'm kidding. Um, No, Jade's fine. We just got so busy, so busy. And um, not going to lie, 2023 has been fucking terrible. So um, we got too busy to keep recording the podcast, and then we just stopped recording it. But we did have about 12 episodes under our belt, and we did have somewhat of a loyal fan base. So so that was a very good experience. It was a very good intro into doing podcasts, which I've always wanted to do. Um, And more recently, I've been like, wow, I have like nothing going on in my life right now. I want to do a podcast again. Um, And I really was just like tossing around the idea of like, what would be an interesting podcast to do as a solo? Because like I don't have a partner that I would do this with, but I do have the equipment and the means to do it on my own. But I'm like, I'm not just going to talk at you about random shit because no one cares. Hello, how conceited of me to just talk at you about 
anything. <laughs> um, like I need to have some sort of niche. And then um, I was pondering and I was pondering and I was like, what have I done in the past that would make good podcast content? I say good very loosely. <laughs> that would just make podcast content, period. How about that? Um, and so I recalled that last year I started a little TikTok series. And in that TikTok series, I reviewed, um, how many did I even do? I think I only did like the first three. I think I did three episodes, episodes of this. Um, but I started a little TikTok series for myself where I wanted to, at the time as a English major in college, um, read and evaluate the original 62 books in the Goosebumps series by R.L. Stein, the children's horror classic series. And um, I did about three episodes of that. And they garnered a bit of attention, actually. I was shocked at the number of people who were interested in something like that. Um, and now I am translating that into a video podcast for you. Um, maybe longer form. We're going to go more in-depth with my reviews of these books because I do have a lot of thoughts. Each one is about, oh, 120 pages. And yeah, I read all of them within one sitting. Um, but I have a lot of thoughts. I am picky. I am judgmental. I am uh, overly critical of things that don't matter. So this is like the perfect scenario for me. This is where I shine. My own bedroom in front of lamps and my iPhone. <laughs> So yeah, I'm turning my TikTok series into a video podcast. And um, that's this is just what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be overanalyzing a children's series, a classic children's series. I don't feel like I talk about this enough. Horror, the horror genre is such a like pivotal part of who I am as a person. And I feel like, like I said, I don't think I talk about that enough. I love horror movies. I love being scared. I love Halloween time. I, I love it. I love all of it. I love the paranormal. Like I, uh, scary shit is so good for me as a person. And, um, that all starts every, everything that exists has a beginning and for me I feel like that beginning was the Goosebumps series not necessarily the books I did read the books as a kid but not that many and I wasn't like obsessed with the books I did love the TV show the horrible like 90s TV show um I the only time as a child that I would ever watch Cartoon Network was during October when they would play Goosebumps at night for like the entire month of October. Otherwise I was a Nickelodeon and Disney girly, but that's a different story. Um, so yeah, I, I, I feel like I, I needed to, when I started the TikTok series, I was like, I need something that's going to help me age regress and like, just bring me back to where I started. And also like, I don't know, be something that I like am interested in. So I decided that I'm going to start reading the books and then I decided decided to make it a little series for other people who want to just kind of vicariously live through what I have to say about these books so you don't actually have to sit down and read all 62 of the original Goosebumps books <laughs> because that's a little ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I you are here to vicariously live through me as I tell you my raw and honest opinions on each of the Goosebumps books.
Now, there are some rules to this series for myself. Um, I have to... for I, I'm just setting rules for myself to make it a bit more fun. Because otherwise, this would just be too easy. So... Um, one of those rules is that I have to s- buy all the books. I have to own each of the books because I am going to form a collection. Ideally, someday, if my rights as a gay person in America are not taken away, I want to have a collection of all the Goosebumps books, all of these books that influenced me as a child so that I can pass them on to my own children in the future. TBD. <laughs> Financially and politically. Um, but yeah, so I want to own all of the books and... I can't just go and buy copies of them. Like they reprint all the series. Now, if you go to a bookstore and you go to look for Goosebumps books, they are all reprinted with ugly, stupid covers. You'll find all the original books, but they are ugly. So I have to source the original, like Apple fiction covered books secondhand. And so far, I have been pretty successful in that mission. Um, so maybe that is a nice transition into my set tour. Welcome to the set for things that go bump. Um, so over here we have a moon. This is the moon that is in the sky at night. When she's not in the sky at night, she lives in my room on this tapestry in front of a closet that is actually no longer a closet because, uh, my dog has horrible anxiety. She climbed in my closet recently and knocked down all the clothes. So all the clothes are now Uh, not in there and there's nothing behind this tapestry moving on we have my squeaky old uh school desk chair i feel like i should name it because of how just fucking present it's making itself just by me existing and slightly shifting my body weight and things like that um but yeah that's my desk chair uh we also have my computer should i give you a sticker to her no one cares (laughs) um so now we have this bookshelf that my grandfather made for me out of driftwood he's one of those guys um i don't know how high you can i don't think you can see the very top of it but i do want you to know that at the top of this bookcase is a uh you know those candles of like celebrities on saints faces um i have a patrick swayze candle uh he's on like a saint a saint body anyways so at the top of the bookshelf we'll see a very downsized, like recently downsized collection of scripts from plays. Um, Fun fact about me, I am unfortunately a retired theater kid. And I did have a a pretty much the same thing that I'm doing now, but I would like secondhand source scripts for a bunch of plays, whether I've read them before, whether I have not read them before, because I used to want to be a director for theater. So I was like, how cool would it be to just have all these scripts at my disposal to be like, oh, I want to do this show. But recently I downsized it because I needed to get rid of some. And I've basically kept the ones that are like my favorites that I've seen or read and whatever. So I still have some of those. That's kind of cool. Now we move on to the big kahuna. This is my shelf of all of the Goosebumps books that I have so far. I think I am at out of 62. I think I now have 29. Um, And that's that's a lot. That's pretty cool, though. I've sourced... 29 of the original Goosebumps books secondhand or some of them came from like my family so I know for a fact some of the books I have right here I read these copies as a child that's crazy anyways so Goosebumps shelf 
moving down. Um, trigger warning: I am. Uh, I I do practice witchcraft. I would consider myself a like baby witch. Um, I started that journey about two years ago, and I have been very, 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 very on and off with practicing that, and like. I'm back in my mode of practicing it right now, and I plan to stick to it, bitch. I just went to see Jinx Monsoon in concert recently, and she forced that down my throat. So now I'm practicing witchcraft again. This is my shelf of all of my like witchcraft books that I've acquired over the years. Um, I have a little like tea leaf reading glass set from my sister. I have a crystal ball from my stepmother, um, and that's cool. This bottom shelf now is just full of incense and things to cleanse my room. Not that interesting here. Um, we'll get to this in a second. Don't worry about this right now. Over there is um, my little altar space. And that's that. So that's my set tour. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for watching this episode of the podcast, guys. Uh, just kidding. It's far from over, unfortunately. I wanted to make this a podcast where I'm like, every episode will be about, oh, 30 minutes long. And then I just talk. I talk and I talk and I talk and I don't stop talking. And this is probably going to be like a fucking hour and a half of me talking about Goosebumps. Anywho, I think now that the set tour is over, let's see. Have I explained all the rules to you? Yeah. Um, sourcing the book secondhand. Um, oh, another rule that I forgot to mention is... I will not be reading all of the books in order of publication. I will be reading all of the books in the order that I find them. So I won't be like, this first episode is not going to be about the first book. It's going to be about the first book that I was able to find. And that is also the order that I'm going to read all the books in because it's not like a continuing series. If you know anything about Goosebumps, it's that each book is a separate story. They do not really intermix unless there are like sequels and things like that, which in that case, I'll read the like ones with sequels or third books in order that they were published. But for the most part, all of these are just going to be read in the order that I find them, which makes it more fun, I th I think. And then um, at the very end, this was basically what my TikTok series focused on. There's going to be a grading criteria, and each book is going to be rated and given a place in my official McCandy library, which is my last name. Library. No. So one more thing I want to just get out of the way here is that um, I think that I am a funny person <laughs> and sometimes people tend to think I am not that if you can hear barking that is my dog Jude he is very annoying and he barks at nothing all the time so ignore that if you can hear it probably can't but yes I think that I am funny and a lot of times people think that um, I am not funny so I want to get that out of the way because I I am fully aware that my humor is not for everyone. I don't want you to think that I am under the impression that everything I say is top tier comedy because that makes me look stupid. If I admit to you that I know my comedy will not be funny to everybody, that makes me self-aware and it's less cringy. So now that that's out in the open, I think we should get into the first review. So, the first book that I was able to acquire secondhand when I began this little journey 
is um, the, what is this? The 11th book, I believe. Let me check my sources. I'm pretty sure that I'm 100% correct. Yes, the 11th book in the Goosebumps series by R.L. Stein, The Haunted Mask. Editing Zabian, insert a picture of this cover now. Um, so this book... If you don't know, I'll give brief synopsis. I'll give a brief synopsis about it. Um, this book is about a girl who it's Halloween and she is the biggest fucking little bitch that I have ever experienced. Um, her name is Carly Beth, and she sucks. <laughs> um, she's a scaredy cat. I guess you could say, and um, on Halloween, she is like, I'm going to scare the fuck out of people who scare the fuck out of me. <laughs> so she goes to some weird mask store. She buys this creepy old fucking mask that um, some old man is selling, and he literally tells her, no, don't get this, and she says, I want this, so she buys it anyways. Spoiler alert, also, I guess I didn't say that earlier, but obviously I'm going to be talking in depth about every detail of every single book that I talk about, so major spoilers ahead. Just, okay? Cool. Um, and so she buys the mask, she wears it um, for Halloween, and it turns out this mask is actually, like, alive or something. Like, it's a real monster. It's not just a mask, it's a real thing. And it starts to... Um, like fuse to her face and turn her into a like ravenous monster <laughs> and she starts to like want to eat people very weird and it, that's the premise of it and then the rest of it is just her being like oh my god I can't get this off my face how do I get this off my face and that's that's all that's the synopsis for now. I'll get into what happens in a minute. But, like, this book was fucking ridiculous, y'all. Ridiculous. Because Carly Beth sucks. Let's talk about Carly Beth for a second. She is the most annoying little crybaby piss bitch I have ever encountered as a reader in a book. And that's coming from a former English major who dropped out of college, who also read Pride and Prejudice. Let me not get into that book because that's a different sort of podcast. Um, but Carly Beth sucks. She complains about everything. She cries about everything. She's scared of everything. She wants revenge, which, why? Because you're scared of everything. You know that your revenge is going to have consequences, right? And she, there's also a whole point where like, her mom made her a Halloween costume out of the kindness of her fucking incense smoke in my face. <laughs> okay. Um, her mom made her a Halloween costume, right? And it is a, like a duck costume covered in feathers. So she's like, fuck you, mom. I'm not wearing this duck costume because I want to scare the shit out of like Chuck and Billy, I think are her bullies' names. I read this book a long time ago. If you go back and look for the first video on my TikTok, it's probably from like fucking October. So the, <laughs> like last October. So this is very not fresh in my brain right now. Um, but yeah, so my whole thing is like, you stupid, maybe 10 year old bitch, listen to your mother. 
wear the duck costume. Just wear the costume she made you out of the kindness of her heart. And she didn't. And now a monster mask is fusing to your face, bitch. It's like Matilda. The fibers are fusing to the hair. And then Rhea Perlman says, the fibers are fusing. What is that supposed to mean? Do we know what I'm talking about here, Matilda? If you haven't seen Matilda, were you actually ever a seven-year-old in the early 2000s? I didn't think so. But yeah, it's just like she wants to stand up for herself so badly. But then she doesn't listen to her elders who have also been in her shoes. And then she does so because she's so absorbed in her own fantasies of just wanting to get revenge on men, which work kind of, you kind of slay Carly Beth. Um, and, but then when she, when things don't go her way, she bitches about needing help all the time. You can't want to be a strong, independent woman if you can't stand up for yourself. And from the very beginning of this fucking book, we learn that Carly Beth is not capable of standing up for herself. Um, and I'm just so over it. I'm so over it. I don't want to hear you complain all the time. Stand up for yourself, bitch. I made a note for myself uh, that says, from like a civilian's perspective, as an outsider from Carly Beth's life, if I were like went to school with her and I were in the cafeteria when Chuck and Billy scared the shit out of her, uh, her reaction to that, I would have bullied her too. This girl is so fucking annoying. She's so easy to make fun of. <laughs> and she's just <laughs> ridiculous. Um, but then from... Oh, not... It's not Billy. <laughs> her bully is named Steve. I don't know where Billy came from, but Chuck and Steve are the bullies. Um, anyways, from a feminist perspective, I agree with her desire to scare the shit out of her bullies and kind of take away, strip down the patriarchal, 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 the privileges that these young men have earned at the age of 10 from the patriarchy. I get it. That slays. Carly Beth, you better work. A for effort when applied to your intentions. You get less than an F for just who you are as a person, though. That's what I have to say. Also, yeah, I made another little subplot for, side point for myself. What parent hates their children so much that they look at their infant baby and they say, oh, he's so cute. I'm going to name him Steve. Steve. I get that this book was written in like the 90s. Actually, let me see. One moment. 93. 1993. Steve, go home. I mean, at least they're not naming their kids like like McKinley uh, or like McNavy or Rylisha or Tiramisu. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, moving away from just the worst character in the history of protagonists. Honestly, I dare call her an anti-hero because this bitch sucks. Anyways, moving on from Carly Beth. Um, where, so the whole point of this book, the title of this book is The Haunted Mask. Where in 
God's green earth, where the actual hell did these masks come from? How do you like scientifically create a mask that is like actually also alive? What kind of like organisms are inside of that to make it become alive and to like make it possess the person wearing it to want to eat people even when that is a 10 year old girl (laughs) Where? where did these come from and like the where who's this creepy ass old man in the mask shop too where did he come from what is this a symbol of what are we doing here who is this guy and and literally, he also has good intentions, though. He knew what was up. When she tried buying this haunted mask from him, he literally said, like, no, but uh, you can buy this gorilla mask. It's also scary. Like, shut up, you ape bitch. You hairy-ass 10-year-old girl. Shut up. But also... Maybe she should have got the gorilla mask. She could have turned into a gorilla. She could have become uh, uh, King Kong. She could have ended up climbing the Empire State Building and getting shot off of it by helicopters. Real talk, when I was in high school, I took a film class and we watched the... We watched both versions. Like the original stop motion version of King Kong and the new one. The original stop motion version, when we finished that movie, I was so sleep deprived because of something like some activity I was doing at the time because I was always fucking doing an extracurricular in high school um I was so sleep deprived and just exhausted and mentally drained that when we watched the stop motion gorilla get shot off the Empire State Building by helicopters and plummet to his death I cried (laughs) I literally cried for the death of a puppet (laughs) a puppet from like the 1930s in black and white Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> shut up, you ape bitch. I wish someone would have said that to Carly Beth. I wish. Um, my picture. Let's wrap it. Bring it back. Wrap it back, people. Um, so for every book that the review, for every review, I will be drawing a picture of the villain from the book that we're talking about. Today, I have drawn a picture for you of Carly Beth with the haunted mask on. Editing Xavier, please insert a picture of that now. And um, it, it says, help. It, let's try again. It says, help. I'm actually an annoying ass girl and I'm facing the consequences of my actions. Uh, true. Um, it also, I've included a couple of hashtags at the bottom that I feel are very relevant. Um, the first being hashtag, I hate Carly Beth. I think that should be trending on every single social media platform. Uh, Someone call up Elon Musk. Someone call up Mr. Instagram. Someone call up probably Netflix. Let's get Netflix in on this shit. Don't call Mark Zuckerberg, though. If I ever come in contact with Mark Zuckerberg, it is on site for that little lizard bitch. Um, And then the second hashtag is uh, CB for President 2024. Carly Beth for President 2024. I think Carly Beth as much as I fucking hate her, would be a wonderful politician in society, in America. Uh, She doesn't listen to people. She doesn't think about the consequences of her actions. She doesn't uh, heed the warnings of people who tell her, hey, maybe that's not a good idea. And she's self-absorbed and she doesn't have a fucking backbone. 
and she relies on the help of other people when things don't go her way. Um, I think she'd be a great politician, especially a great president. Um, and that's that on that. Also, she should have dressed up as a duck for Halloween. I think that should apply to every single president in the history of the United States of America. That's more so just for fun, though. Um, I've already kind of mentioned this earlier, but, like, this mask fusing to her face is, like, similar to being possessed. The mask, like, the spirit that is connected to this mask or whatever is literally possessing her. It's not even a spirit, though. It's a fucking monster. It's, like, a real-life monster. And you're, like, becoming a physical manifestation of whatever is controlling you. Hello, let's go back to talking about America two seconds ago. You literally become a physical manifestation of the people who are controlling you. That's disgusting. And um at the end of the day at the end of the day, I think Carly Beth is just a dumb bitch for uh, letting this all happen to herself. And um there's nothing else to really say. Her friends meet up with her on Halloween. She scares the shit out of them. They abandon her because, yeah, no fuck Katie Heron when you're mean to people that you have befriended because you are now a different version of yourself. They are going to leave you the fuck alone. Why would anyone want to help you? You are an annoying bitch to begin with, and now you're trying to eat me. Go the hell away. And just, okay, now let's move on. Major spoiler alert. Let's move on to the ending of the book. At the end of this book, there uh, there are mind you in the mask shop a fuck ton of haunted masks a fuck ton and all of these masks like they like at the end of halloween they like come to life kind of and they float on their own and they don't even need like a physical manifestation of another person to like take on a life of their own and start controlling themselves and they start flying at her and and like trying to like kill her <laughs> like what the hell are you talking about and she fights all of them off with this weird okay this is where I criticize the mother of Carly Beth not only for giving birth to her and not only for raising the child that she became at the beginning of this book but also she created like not only her halloween costume but a like paper mache bust of her child uh, just a, a a head a paper mache head of her daughter <laughs> not her son carly beth has a brother fuck her brother i guess she doesn't get a paper mache the brother doesn't get a paper mache head just carly beth um I've never heard a parent do that before. What the hell is that? What kind of sign of affection is that? A paper mache bust of my head? Weird. But anyways, she has to use this bust on like a stick. She like carries it with her. She uses that to scare people too. I forgot about that. She carries this bust of her own head on a stick while she's wearing the mask. And she uses this fucking head of herself to fight off these evil masks that are flying at her or trying to eat her. And like, that's fucking hilarious to me. You have to scare off these evil masks with your own fucking face, bitch. 
you better work. That is so funny. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, okay. Um, and it's like, sure, maybe it is all like full circle. This is what finally makes her realize that this, like, her mom is just giving her all these things that are a symbol of love, and love conquers a desire to fucking what's the word I'm looking for? Revenge. Like, love conquers revenge. I don't fucking know. Um, but, like, at the end of the day, homegirl, she really just found something that was uglier than the mask she was wearing. And so weird, because at the end, like, she's able to... This is where it gets... What's the word? Um, there's, like, a... There's a genre or, like, a subgenre of books... I dropped out of college. I can't remember this shit. Um, they like, what's it called? I don't know. I don't know. It's um, <laughs> uh, magical realism. Magical realism. I still got it. Um, it's like a crossover of magical realism because this bust turns into a mask kind of and she puts that on over her face she never actually takes off the haunted mask she just puts a mask of herself over the haunted mask and then also has the haunted mask because she's not wearing it anymore and then her brother finds it and then wears it and that's the end of the book because all these books end on a weird suspenseful note most of the time And then there's a second book to The Haunted Mask as well, which I'm not looking forward to reading. I don't have it. I am not looking forward to reading that book. But like, okay, the moral of the story, moms save the day. Mars needs moms. Does anyone else remember that movie? I've never seen it. I think Joan Cusack is in it. Joan Cusack better work because Mars needs moms. Someone please give her a job opportunity. She is better than that. But, like, I don't know. Mom, save the day. That's what Carly Beth taught me. And um, let if I were... So, I mentioned earlier that there was the TV show Goosebumps. And if I were to cast that today, if you were to give me the role of casting director for this episode of the new Goosebumps series, like the new version of Goosebumps, and I had to cast uh, Carly Beth... I would, I cannot think of anyone else that I would cast other than Joey King. (laughs) I hate Joey King as much as I hate Carly Beth. Joey King has one of those faces where you look at it and you just, it brings, it like raises my heart rate how angry she makes me. She's annoying. She is so weird. Like, also... Uh, like I would be on the phone as the casting director with Joey King's agent and be like, Hey, yeah, we really want to cast her um, as Carly Beth in um, this new version of the haunted mass, the goosebumps episode. And the girl would be like the, like Joey King's agent would be like, not necessarily a girl. It could be a man or a non-binary, a they, them. Joey King would have a they, them manager specifically. So she could be like, look, I'm a good person. And which I say, no, you're not Joey King. She's actually never done anything. I just don't like her. I don't know. I'm whatever. So I'd be on the phone. (laughs) Uh, And the casting, the agent would be like, 
do you know how old Joey King is? And I'd be like, no. They'd be like, she's like 26. And I'd be like, okay, what's stopping her from playing a 10-year-old on a Goosebumps series? They're just as annoying as each other. Like, she's just as annoying as Carly Beth. She's a perfect fit. She's a pick-me bitch just like Carly Beth. Have y'all seen the Kissing Booth movies with Joey King? Those movies? Easy Bake Ovens. Downstairs, bitch. You better get Joey King, girl. That extra who had about two lines, but was also a pivotal character in that movie for about one minute. Easy Bake Ovens. Downstairs, bitch. I wonder what she's up to. Why were those movies not about her? Instead, they're about fucking Noah. Noah, please. Look at me, Noah. Oh, fucking Joey King. And it makes me so pissed because Joey King is in The Conjuring as a child, which I love. I love The Conjuring. I love even more The Conjuring too. So I'm glad that Joey King is not in that movie too to taint it for me. Um, But God, I always just block out the fact that Joey King is in The Conjuring because that movie... It's, like, not great, but that movie for me is, like, a staple, like, it, it, the formulaic layout of that movie is, like, perfection when crafting a paranormal ghost demon movie. It is perfect. I, I don't know how to describe it. It, it, it follows this just perfect like rising action into a climax and it has a great resolution it's so good i know that it is not a great retelling of what actually inspired the events of that movie because that movie is based on a true story but that movie is crafted wonderfully it is so good it used to be when i like that movie came out when i was maybe like 12 and it used to be, in my brain, the scariest movie I've ever seen. That movie scared the fuck out of me when I was a kid. Because it's horrifying. But then, when you're me, and you have uh, binges of days where you just rewatch horror movies, and you become desensitized to them, I always revisit The Conjuring. Love it. Love. Love The Conjuring. Oh my god. I can't talk about horror movies and Arl Stein in one episode and not bring up... Have y'all seen the Fear Street trilogy on Netflix? Those movies are fucking good, bitch. The I watched them for the first time in like March this year. And I don't know when they came out. Maybe like 2021. 20, and those movies are so fucking good. As like a film buff too, like... The time period, the fact that the time periods they take place, the people who are creating them, like, formed those movies to be similar to how horror movies were around the time that they were filmed. Like, the first movie from the 90s is about, is, like, similar to how they filmed movies, like, horror movies in the 90s. So good. The <laughs> the fucking um final girl complex that I had after watching those movies... I was in the building that I have therapy in thinking I was Sadie Sink, like turning my head around corners and shit, thinking a serial killer was going to get me. Those (laughs) movies are so good. So good. Anyways, let's move on to the final phase of 
my Goosebumps review, um, which is the numbers. Hey, we're not only talking about the books, we're also rating them. We're going back to the whole point of my TikTok series where I made a grading rubric for each of the books. I told you what my numbers were and gave you little reviews and showed you where they fall in terms of my official ranking of all the books. So this is the very first one. Uh, Editing Xabian, please pop an image here of my criteria, and I am happy to go over it with you. So these are just the um, different uh, categories that I will be rating each of the books on. And it is a little different um, than when I started the TikTok series because I have dropped out of college. Uh, So I don't really give a shit about some of the topics I used to have, and I've changed them. So starting off, we have the spookiness of the concept of the book. How scary was it? Um, Was it pretty tame? Was it actually kind of freaky? Let's rate it. Um, The villain in the story. Were they corny? Was it creative? Uh, Did they scare the shit out of me? If they were real, would I actually be afraid that they'd be hiding under my bed at night or in my non-existent closet behind my moon tapestry? Let's talk about it. Um, The reader's tolerance of the protagonist or the protagonists, because sometimes the main characters are like a group of two or three. Were they annoying as fuck? In the case of Carly Beth, I would love it if you could even guess what my rating for this criteria is for The Haunted Mask. Um, Next is the uh, plot twists in the book and the resolution. Are there any good plot twists in this book? Um, Did those plot twists shake me to my core? Was I gooped? Um, And does the book have a good resolution? Do those twists lead into a successful, accomplished resolution to the book? Let's talk about it. That's going to be interesting in cases like this, where I know that the next, the, the, this book has a sequel. Does it lead into the sequel? Well, let's talk about it. Um, any underlying messages or social commentary that I found in the book? Uh, is this book meaningful? Is there anything to unpack about this book? Is there anything to unpack that is actually worth talking about or worth considering? Uh, let's let's rate it and um lastly uh the question did i get goosebumps did this book actually give me physical goosebumps at any point in time if the answer to that question is yes then a half point will be added let me backtrack so what i will do is rate each of these pieces of criteria on a scale of one to five And then I will also provide some feedback for myself. And then I will take all of those numbers and find, what's that called? The mean of them. I'll add them all up and then divide them by however many numbers there actually are. Find the average score and give that the book that score out of five. And then those scores will help me dictate where they fall in my official rating. The official rating is all going to be based on the numbers, people. There's nothing else to base it on unless I have a personal bias towards or against it. In which case, hey, this is a democracy, but it is also a dictatorship. And I make the final call. If that's not okay with you, goodbye. I live in America. So I get to do what I want. Okay. Um, as for the last question in the criteria, 
um, if the answer to this question, did I get goosebumps, is yes, then an extra half of a point will be included in the numbers that I find the average of. If the answer is no, the book just loses that potential to gain an extra half a point. Will that extra half a point really help the final score that much? No. But I want to give books the benefit of the doubt. These are children's horror books. I want to give them as much as much of an advantage as, as I can. I'm trying to be fair here. Is that okay with you guys? Is that all right? If you say no, again, this is a democratic dictatorship. I do not care what your answer to that question is. Anyways. <laughs> um, and editing Zabian, find some way to include everything I'm about to talk about on the screen over here. I don't know. I don't know. Just do it. Okay? Just figure it out. Just do it. Cool. Anyways, so starting off, my criteria, my uh, ratings for The Haunted Mask. When it comes to the spookiness of the concept, I gave this, unfortunately, a 5 out of 5. I would be panicking so much if I were in Carly Beth's shoes. Um, as hard as I grilled her, as much as she is fucking annoying, I've, uh, the, the fear factor that she had when this monster mask started fusing to her actual skin and then taking over her thoughts, I, that fear is valid. I would also be fearing my life right at that moment. I personally would also see it as an escape route, an exit, an exit strategy and be like, okay, maybe it's just time for me to go. This is what the universe, this is what it was in the cards for me. The stars are telling me that I am in the right direction. The tea leaves are telling me that this is what my path is. And, um, but anyways, five out of five, that's scary as shit. Now, um, the villain in the story, the mask itself, I gave it a 3.5 out of five. Um, because like, a scientifically created living face. I don't understand how that exists because this is a fake horror story. That's how it exists. Um, living, like attaching itself to a little girl is scary, but it's more so scary specifically to the individual experiencing that rather than outsiders because outsiders with an ounce of common sense would probably think oh the old man who is in possession of this mask is telling me that i shouldn't wear it i guess i won't because i respect my fucking elders and listen to people when i am a 10 year old girl and a grown adult is telling me not to do something well <laughs> that doesn't always apply but anyways for the most part I listened to, uh, mm, I can't even say that. I gave it a 3.5 out of 5 because as an outsider, that sounds like a you problem. You know what I mean? If Carly Beth ran up to me with a haunted mask stuck to her face and was like, I'm going to eat you. And then also was like, please help me. I'd be like, hey, maybe you should go over there and ask someone else because I don't want to get involved. You know what I mean? I don't want to get involved. So that's that. The reader's protagonist. What? The reader's tolerance of the protagonist in this book. Ba -ba -ba -bum. One out of five. Honestly, I should have given it zero out of five, but 
it's too late, baby. Yeah, it's too late. We really did try to make it. Something inside has died. And uh, I just can't hide it. Just can't fake it. Carly Beth is an annoying little crybaby piss bitch. And I will always stand by that statement. I will say it with my whole chest until the day I die. I will die on that hill. Carly Beth fucking sucks. I am proud to be the president, the leader, the uh, executive director, the casting director of the Carly Beth Hate Club. And I am happy to have you here along with me on this journey in the Carly Beth Hate Club. So thank you for being here today. Thank you for sitting through this meeting where we talk about the worst little girl to ever exist on the planet of uh, Earth. (laughs) The planet of Earth? I don't... I dropped out of college. Hey, leave me alone. Um, The plot twists and resolution in this book, I gave a 1.5 out of 5. Uh, What did I say here? All the scary masks coming after Carly Beth is insane. But she really just scared them all off by reminding them of what she looks like in real life. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, And then I also said it's annoying that she didn't just become the murderous monster. Uh, it was less irritating than her. The monster was less irritating than her because at least the monster brought some like uh, substance to this book. Um, It was providing me with like uh, details and um, it just, it brought things to the plot that made me go, whoa, whoa, that's intriguing. Like it's saying it wants to eat people. I'm going to rip your throat out. I'm pretty sure it literally at one point makes Carly Beth think, I want to rip his throat out. That is everything, bitch. A 10-year-old girl? I don't know how old she is. <sighs> nope, this doesn't say how old she is. Whatever, whatever. That's intriguing as shit. Um, but there's not much of a plot twist. The plot twist, I guess, is that she's able to fit the paper mache head of herself back on her head and that's how she takes the mask off i don't fucking know she uses a symbol of love to like come back to life which i wish she never did in the first place um that's not much of an interesting plot twist and it's a boring resolution um anyways underlying messages and social commentary in this book i gave a three out of five uh i said it's honestly a strong commentary on being a woman and being motivated to prove yourself to the patriarchy by fighting fire with fire. I think that is a very fair statement to say about this book. Uh, I've already mentioned that she just wants nothing more than to get revenge on these people who insistently uh, prey on her weaknesses and scare the living fuck out of her. Does she deserve it? Yes. But nonetheless, her intentions are there. And her intentions are strong and they are motivating to herself, which we need from women in this patriarchal society. Oh, and also respecting your elders. That's another very large criteria here. However, are was this the most creative way to bring forth those ideas and to portray those uh, values? I don't really think so. I also just hate Carly Beth so much, so that really overshadowed a lot of my ratings for this book. And then did I get goosebumps? No. So this book obviously does not have the upper hand. It will not be getting any help from me in terms of giving it extra points that it might deserve.
because it was not scary. It was just pretty stupid. Carly Beth was so annoying. The haunted mask, it could have done better. It could have worked faster. It could have completely taken over her life. I wish that would have happened. However, this is a children's book, and I fear that it would have brought this book into the PG-13 rating. Like it's a movie. Anyways, so when all is said and done, those are my final scores for this book. And that gave The Haunted Mask, the 11th book in the Goosebumps series, a 2.8 out of 5. It's over 50%, not by much. Uh, And there really wasn't much to work with. And unfortunately, because it's the first book that I read for this little series, for this challenge for myself... um, because there are no other contenders, this book, for the time being, not permanently at all, I promise, it takes the first spot in the McCandy Library's official rating of the 62 original Goosebumps books. I'm not happy about that. I'm not happy that it's in first place right now. And I need to fix that very soon. Because Jesus Christ, I can't deal with Carly Beth anymore. I can't do it. I just, I don't know. I can't do it. I need to, I forgot that this was here. I never got a coaster. This wet cup has been sitting on wood this whole time. Yeah, I did just start uh, rapping uh, WAP by Cardi B and Megan The Stallion in my head after I said that, so. Dwink. Okay. Um... I don't really know if there's anything else I need to say to you. Thank you so much for watching the first episode of uh, Things That Go Bump. If you're listening to this as an audio podcast on some streaming uh, platforms, thanks for listening, I guess. I hope that what I have explained to you today was intriguing content. I hope that it uh, brought you way back to your days as a youngin in, uh, in your life and, um, I hope that you successfully lived vicariously through me. Maybe you agreed with my opinions. Maybe you disagreed with my opinions. No matter what you thought, I would love it if you are watching this on the streaming platform YouTube. If you would leave me a comment, leave me a like, subscribe to my channel. uh, So that way you can uh, get notified and uh, engage more with future episodes of the podcast. I'm very excited to continue this series. I have, as of right now, 28 more books to make episodes about (laughs) and this is gonna be fucking ridiculous i do have some books already that i am so excited to read and talk about i've already read vampire breath and i'm so excited for that one um but okay uh so yeah like this video if you're watching the video leave a comment subscribe to my channel if you are listening to it leave me a rating you can also follow my page so that you get updated on more episodes and things like that um you can also follow my socials um I'm just going to link all of them below, but you can follow me on like Instagram and TikTok. I also have a small art business called Wherefore Art the By Z. I have a print shop on Etsy that I will leave the link to below as well. And I have an Instagram page and a TikTok page. All of my art, all of my personal socials and all of my art things will be in the description below. And 
Is there anything else I need to do? Any more uh, housekeeping I need to do for the time being? I don't think so. If you guys think of anything else you want me to talk about in the future, I would love to hear your recommendations. I would love to hear how I can make this more engaging for you. Um, But yeah, I hope you enjoyed this review of The Haunted Mask, the 11th book in the Goosebumps series by R.L. Stein. And um, that's it. Keep it spooky. Keep it goosey and keep it bumpy. And I'll see you next time. Bye. I did it. Holy shit, I did it. Work. <laughs>